the sounds of beautiful three-chime whistles seem to be carried on the wind through the mountains of southern Pennsylvania. To me, it's a wonderful sound that reminds me of visiting my grandmother's at any time and Thanksgiving. These are what makes this second episode of the Revival Steams podcast special. This is Alec Butler, and I am the sound editor and text narrator of this fictional podcast series. It inspires people to think of a world of 21st century freight and passenger trains pulled by steam locomotives. The sounds you will hear in this episode were recorded by various artists, including William Steventon. The other sounds were collected by Jay Wynn for his East Broadtop Freight's 1950s CD. In this episode, we picked a special railroad that will be another launching pad for the RS movement. The little three-foot gauge East Broadtop Railroad is among the most exciting of survival stories in the railroad preservation era. From 1870 to its closing in 1956, this little 33-mile-long railroad earned its living hauling coal out of the mountain mining towns such as Alvin and Robertsdale to the connection of the Pennsylvania Railroad at Mount Union, Pennsylvania. It was one of the earliest railroads to use the three-foot gauge track to reduce cost of building a standard gauge railroad. What makes the EBT so special to me and to other rail fans is that after the railroad closed in 1956, it was nearly scrapped by Nick Gavalchik and his scrap company. But due to a strange twist of fate, the railroad and nearly every infrastructure, including its shops at Rock Hill Furnace, Pennsylvania, survived. And from 1960 to 2011, tourist trains traveled only five miles from Rock Hill Furnace to Colgate Grove. The railroad once again went silent in 2012 due to management changes, but came alive again in 2021. And at this time of the production, is being restored by the EBT Foundation, which is also restoring two of its steam locomotives to service. And yes, steam locomotives are the subjects for this episode. As a matter of fact, all of the six EBT steam Mikado locomotives have survived, and making these types of engines as the only group of steam that never lost a sibling as with the scrapping of 95% of all steam locomotives in the 1950s. The four whistles that you heard at the beginning of this episode were recorded by someone on a nearby hill above Rock Hill Furnace during the EBT's Rail Fan Weekend in October 1998. And this is where we introduce the steam locomotives of the East Broadtop to you. The first whistle was from number 12, the oldest Mikado being built in 1911. The second was from number 14 that was built in 1912 and personally I consider number 14's whistle the best of the bunch. The third whistle was from number 15 that was built in 1915 and the fourth was from number 17 one of the three largest steamers on the railroad and built in 1918. It had a squealy whistle as you will hear in this episode. It is amazing that the EBT steamers have their original steam whistles. We will, however, feature our first next-in-class steamer for the series on this episode on the EBT.
When we chartered this event, our purpose was to recreate the operations of coal hauling on the EBT and a little bit of branch line operations for kicks. We will hear some of the EBT steamers, including the new next-in-class engine, as they blow their gorgeous whistles around the valley once again. During production of this episode, the EBT was beginning to restore more track under the guide of the EBT Foundation. But let's imagine that the EBT was fully restored and hauling bio-coal. This fuel is produced by specially designed machines that are located near Alvin and Robertsdale. This fuel will also be used by the steam locomotives to help people live again with steam in this region. This will also be a sign of what is to come for the RS movement. It will be the launching pad for a full RS event that will happen on future episodes of this podcast. Relax in your chair, have a drink, and close your eyes. Let's take a trip into the future to hear steam once again on a little railroad that will inspire a new group of rail fans to the world of real revenue steam railroading in America, and will also start a revolution in the steam preservation movement. Let the EBT sing again, and you'll understand why. To start this adventure, we will hear EBT Mikado's numbers 15 and 17 first. It was the first few hours of Thanksgiving break for students, and the numbers who came to watch the trains was quite big. First, we will hear number 15, whistle for two crossings at Three Springs, with a train of empties heading southwest to Robertsdale. Making our way to record number 15 again, we got ahead of it, and we saw it stop at a siding not far from Cook's. Soon we found out what the reason was for number 15 in the siding. A northbound loaded coal train is drifting down grade from Alvin. Mikado number 17 was the leader of this train, and this locomotive still had its, its squealy whistle that has made it a trademark even during the 70s to the 90s. This was when the original owners of the tourist hauling EBT were still running the operations, and those were the Kowalczyk family. But now that has changed, and there is a bright future for the railroad. But we're getting off track here from the recording. After recording number 17, we headed to Cook's to capture another great run past of number 15 and its train. The engine has its original whistle from service days, and it's a different one from the one that he has been wearing since the 70s. We will listen for that whistle later in this episode. But now, let's listen to these charming Mikado locomotives as they sing their course across the mountains of a southern, autumn-colored Pennsylvania countryside.
As I mentioned earlier, number 17, which we heard earlier, was heading down great. It was recorded at Kimmel. Now we listen to number 15 as it works hard upgrade at the same location where we saw number 17. The EBT locomotives work with soft exhaust, but can still make a mighty sight when climbing the different grades on this line. Let number 15 demonstrate you that in this incredible recording.
It was a quiet early morning on the Friday after Thanksgiving, and the sun was beginning to hit the surrounding hills and mountains. That morning, we recorded two engines in the Rock Hill Furnace Yard. First, number 18, the last steam engine purchased by the EBT, arrives in town with bell ringing and whistle blowing. After stopping, the engine does some switching by dropping off some loaded bile coal cars. In the background, you will hear number 15 as it's just leaving the roundhouse area. In between number 15's whistles, you will hear number 18 as it passes over the road crossing on the south side of the station as it shoves the loaded cars onto a siding. Once the switching chores are done, we recorded number 18 as it departs the yard and softly chuffs by us as it headed upgrade to McMullen's Summit and eventually on to Mount Union. These are nice recordings of steam on a cold early morning on a narrow gauge railroad.
Later that day, at Woodvale, we recorded number 15 again as it arrives and does some switching. The engine is dropping off some bio-coal hoppers at the local bio-coal producing facility along the track. This is one of the new businesses that is embracing the less pollution producing fuel to preserve the planet. So let's enjoy this opportunity to record this action and hope that it will last for years to come.
Later that afternoon, before heading to Rock Hill Furnace's Twin Town, Orisonia, for the night, we recorded one more train for the day. This was a slow-moving local freight train that was pulled by number 14. The setting sun behind us made the scene too good for a picture, but we were just there to capture the sounds only. And number 14's beautiful whistle made sure we were provided with this gorgeous recording. Let's see if you can agree if this is really gorgeous.
Not only was this the only line available for tourists in our future freight service, the line that heads southeast of Warbersonia to Shade Gap is also possible for the railroad to use. This line is a standard gauge trolley museum line at present, but let's imagine if the line was re-gauged for narrow gauge steam operations and was used for transloading cargo from trucks to Orbisonia. This line will involve small engines, including Mikado number 12. In the next few recordings, however, we hear a different kind of engine that the railroad recently bought. This was 262 number 11, which represents the first modern steam locomotive that the original EBT bought to replace its aging roster of original steam engines from the 1800s around the 19-teens. Number 11 will make history as being the first next-in-class locomotive ever built for a revival steam movement event. We first hear number 11 on Saturday as it departs Orbisonia with the first Shade Gad freight of the day. These trains were long, but the empties and the easy grade on this line is enough for number 11. She has the whistle that number 15 wore for most of the years that the EBT was owned by the Kowalczyk family. The whistle suits the little prairie nicely as it departs the yard for the trip southeast, so enjoy it as it was meant to be.
We next hear the train three times halfway into its journey, with the whistle blowing beautifully around the surrounding hills and mountains. Other groups were chasing the same train at the same time as we were, so I have the honor of sharing these recordings that they made on this episode.
After some switching in the yard at Shade Gap, number 11 is now departing northward back to Orbisonia. It has picked up some loaded cars at Shade Gap, loaded with supplies for family dinners during this Thanksgiving weekend. The business of this road is only a precursor to the events that I will host on this podcast, and I hope you are looking forward to more episodes in the future. This will be fun, in my opinion.
The last three recordings for this episode will feature the same trade with number 11, as we first recorded twice halfway on the line and eventually on the outskirts of Orbisonia. And this is where our Thanksgiving-themed EBT adventure ends, and we will head home to prepare for another adventure that will seem to take us cross-country. The East Broadtop Railroad is one of America's oldest remaining narrow-gauge railroads and the most intact in the country. It is currently being restored, but I hope this episode will inspire people to think further and make this railroad a launching pad for the Revival Steam Movement. I have a feeling that it will, and I wish those who work hard restoring the railroad well for the exciting future to come. I would like to end the episode by saying thanks to David Sadowski and Jay Wynn for letting me use the sounds from their CDs for this episode. Find the East Broadtop sounds from Railroad Record Club's number three album on the Trolley Dodgers store site. And find Jay Wynn's East Broadtop 1950s Freight CDs on his Vintage Railroad Audio website before he closes shop for good. For now, nothing more needs to be said. This is Alec Butler of Revival Steam, and have a great Thanksgiving feast, and we will see you next time.